Life is but a dream. And we're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 160 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petra. Hello, Brian. So let's start out today with a little bit of review from last week, because we got a little bit more news on this. Of course, we talked about Batgirl. Yes. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. uh, all the stuff that's been going on with that. And I wanted to bring it back up for a little bit, because last week... I think the first part of this week, Warner Brothers did do their stockholders meeting call and talked a little bit more about what they were planning. And so I was interested to follow that because, of course, everything that's going on with Warner Brothers right now with the change in management, with the new CEO, but of course, a lot of people upset about Batgirl being shelved. Kevin Smith said that shelving a Latina Batgirl movie is not a good look. No. Is exactly mm-mm. how he put it. <laughs> and of course, on the other side of it too is Ezra Miller is back in the news again for committing a crime because of course they are armed robbery this time. Where were they? What I thought they were I thought they had been arrested. I thought they were in custody or something. They may be now. And now you get to the point where Warner Brothers is going to be like, do we need to shelve this one too? Martha Stewart spent more time in prison than (laughs) than this kid. Yeah, well, I'm wondering how this is all going to turn out. Again, they have this window where they can shelve projects and get tax write-offs. That's only for so long, and then they're not going to have that window anymore. And, of course, they were taking advantage of that window for Batgirl and Scoob and other things that they're basically trying to shelve. And they're going to shelve Flash. They're going to have to do it soon. But the other part of it, though, that bothers me is that If they wind up shelving Flash also, here's the second movie that Michael Keaton was Batman, and you're not going to get to see it. Oh, yeah, the world will cry. Uh, This was the only other opportunity we were going to... Yeah, those end of Gen Xers who were... Keaton was their Batman, so they have been hearing it for a couple years now. Like, yeah, Michael Keaton, come back. So excited about it. And, yeah, if that... That doesn't break hearts. He'll have to do something. He'll have to do a podcast. He'll have to read an audio book or something. Yeah. (laughs) He'll have to do something. Here's the thing. All this stuff has been in the forefront, but then, of course, we get the stockholders call, and they explained a little bit about what was going on. They said, we have changed our policy. We really want to make DC what it should be Mm -hmm. in movies. And they said, we have a 10-year plan. And I went, oh, no. They actually said 10-year plan. Because those of us who've been keeping up with this whole thing for years and years and years have known that how many times has Warner Brothers over the last couple of decades had a complete change in their management and said, hey, we got a 10-year plan. It just sounds a lot like that story, that fairy tale, the boy who cried, hey, we got a 10-year plan. (laughs) So they're saying it again. They're going back to that playbook 
In fact, if you're online, you've probably seen a bunch of memes of all the times that Warner Brothers have said, hey, with DC, we got a 10-year plan. And maybe this time they actually do have a 10-year plan and they're going to try to do something. Now, Uh one thing that they definitely talked about on the call was they really want to bring the trilogy to the forefront. And the trilogy, of course, being Superman, Batman, Oh, okay. I would call that a trinity. I didn't know they called it a trilogy. Yeah. That's what I should have called it. Okay, all right. (laughs) But yes, the The Holy uh, Holy Trinity, exactly. Like the Holy Trinity of Star Trek is Spock. Bones and Kirk. The id, the ego, and the super ego. Yes, uh-huh. and like the holy trinity of Star Wars is Luke, Leia, and Han. And we have to, each has their own sacred trinity. Triumvirate. Yeah, and they said that they really wanted to concentrate on Superman. They wanted to make Superman, as as far as movies go, he's like, Superman's like the most famous hero in the world. And we need to bring Superman back to the forefront in movies. And make Superman a force to be reckoned with. Because honestly, what superhero does Marvel have that compares with Superman? Cap. I Here's the thing. Well, I have, you know, the, what I think, Batman and Iron Man. Batman, Iron Man, Zorro, yeah. Robin Hood. To me, these are all the same, you yeah. know. Yeah, obviously Superman is, when it comes to superheroes, if you ask somebody, name a superhero, Superman is most likely going to be the first thing that you mention. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Certainly, Superman as a movie has suffered over the last few decades, for sure. Here's the thing, though, and I'm going to express my opinion on this, and maybe not everybody will agree with this opinion, but I suspect that a lot of people will. Because recently, there have been a lot of evil Superman media injustice the video game slash comic book we've had red sun which is superman in mother russia we've had other things where superman has been gritty and of course the justice last, lords yeah. the justice mm-hmm. lords but we've also had you look at superman in the last two dc films he's been more of a gritty character he's not what your typical superman character and of course a lot of this started of course with the dark knight returns alan moore and where Superman was a little more, say, morally ambiguous mm-hmm. and, in a sense, was drawn as a villain in that comic. And I think that's where a lot of this developed. Now, my opinion of Superman is this. I think a lot of people who look at Superman as the morally ambiguous slash villain character and see the popularity of Superman as that character, I think a lot of them may be missing the point that... What makes Superman a villain fascinating is because he's usually not portrayed that way. And it's a stark contrast to the way we normally see Superman or have normally seen Mm -hmm. Superman. And I really feel that if Warner Brothers wants to bring Superman back to the forefront, they need to remember... Smallville, the Boy Scout. Yeah, they need to bring that character back Mm -hmm. because that is who Superman is. Mm -hmm. Superman isn't gritty morally ambiguous it's fun and fascinating to watch the character played that way limitedly but what a lot of people have forgotten is that superman isn't a superhero because he has powers and is from krypton he's a superhero because he was raised in kansas that's what gives him his power because Superman shows his strength by holding his strength back. He is not omnipotent when it comes to his strength. 
and could very easily take over the world if he felt that he needed to. But with that much power, he chooses to be kind and to be a hero and to help people. That's what makes Superman great. And if Warner Brothers and DC want to bring Superman back to prominence in movies, they need to bring that Superman back and remember why we all love Superman. And again, to a point that we've both talked about on this podcast, is if you feel like a Boy Scout superhero isn't going to work, look at Captain America and look at what Chris Evans has been able to do with a Boy Scout character. I think it's time that we get Superman back. And if they're going to be willing to do that, maybe this 10-year plan is actually going to be for real this time. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. We will definitely see. Of course, a week from now, we're going to have She-Hulk, Attorney of Law. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. Okay. Yeah, that's coming up mm-hmm. soon. And so we got that to look forward to. However, I think, obviously, we have to talk about, since this has just come out and we've all been looking forward to this, let's spend a little bit of time talking about I Am Groot. Which came out yesterday. Did it? Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, had no idea. You see, I had to bring that up because <laughs> uh-huh. a lot of people forgot about it. Uh-huh. And I did happen to watch, of course, there are five little episodes. They're five minutes long. They're like uh-huh. they're like little bumpers. <laughs> I wouldn't say that th- this is something that you absolutely have to watch. Okay, but, so but, is it like those little cartoon shorts? Exactly. Kind of like Roger Rabbit? Used to be in front of some movies, a little short of Roger Rabbit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's a little guest spot in there, but I won't spoil anything. But like I said, it was a fun little bit of popcorn. (laughs) Like I said, I I blew through them pretty Mm -hmm. quickly. But here's what was weird about it is you would think there would be like one place you would go in and watch this. They would all be grouped together in some sort of... No, they're just... You have to kind of look for all of Uh them, uh which is... I don't know why they did that. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. And that's why a lot of people thought that they only showed the first one. And they're like, what? We're going to have to wait a week for five-minute little uh, short? Uh-huh. And it's like, no, they're all out there. And the only reason I knew they were out there is another one was suggested to me. And so if you watch this. You'll you can, like this. You'll mm-hmm. like this. I'm like, oh, are they all out? Mm-hmm. And so I went, had to go basically in the yeah. search bar and find them all. But okay. I did. It was cute. So yeah, I like DreamWorks had those little shorts with the monsters versus aliens, people and Shrek and things like that. And, yeah. and so Megamind, they had little shorts and yeah. I enjoyed that. So. Yeah. And Pixar has a, a lot of these little wonderful Oh yeah. Shorts. Like and, award-winning short films. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Now, obviously the Groot shorts aren't nearly that good. They're fun. They're fun. And if when you're on a Disney Plus, and if, of course, if you're still on Disney Plus while it's still at $8.99 and not $10.99 because they're getting ready to bump the price up. If you're on there and you're like, hey, I got five minutes, pick up one. You'll enjoy watching it. So, okay. But then something else came out on Netflix. Yeah, very few times does DC overwhelm Marvel, but it sure did this time, didn't it? So let's talk about Sandman. MF and Sandman, Brian. <laughs> Dude. I okay, first of all, let me do disclaimer here. I have no idea what ratio, aspect ratio, I don't know what that is. So this thing that they're complaining about and stuff like that, I have no idea. It didn't bother me at all. Mm. Man, I've been so excited <laughs> to talk about it. And I've been saving it for the podcast. And I was at D D last night and I asked, has anyone seen Sandman yet? And 
they said no. And every time something would come up, I was like, you guys haven't seen Sandman yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, have you seen all the episodes? Yes. So you were all we, the way through. I was at my sister's house. Mm-hmm. We sat and we went 10 hours on this. And man, okay. So my first thing is this should have been two seasons. It should have been split right at episode five, split, then we get season two. I'm glad we didn't get that because of Netflix's habit of canceling shows. So I'm glad we got them all together. But to me, I look at them as two completely different story arcs that should have been split right there in my mind. But man, gosh, Brian, I don't even know where to begin. Where do you begin with how good this show is? It's the perfect horror fairy tale. But we also had that monster of the week feeling that you get with like your kind of spooky campy shows like how serious the drama is while still keeping the humor and i just man i enjoyed the heck out of it and yeah Yeah. i can't even you know like i want to talk about it but i don't even know where to start what do we talk about like one thing as we were watching it i was watching it with my sister and she likes scary movies american horror story and everything she didn't really care for comics too much So, you know, this is like where we meet. This is a good place where we meet and the different things that we notice. And she noticed that in every single episode, there are bloody hands. Mm -hmm. Either someone's got blood on their hands or they've cut their hands or they've completely mutilated their hands. They got bit by a rat. The camera focuses on hands and blood on hands. So that's a really cool. And and it's hard to pick like a favorite episode because like hell was amazing you know just looking at hell and the characters in there and the way they built that world and like we had this fight scene where you never saw any fighting but it was so intense and so great and this drama and i'm trying not to be too spoilery but man we got this whole fantastic fight scene where no fighting happened and and we know gwendolyn christie can is a ba fighter she can do a good fight scene and it was still so good it was just their voices and oh yeah yeah i just i'm so like and after watching it then i was doing some like research and on it because i really didn't know a whole lot pretty much knew about lucifer and Mm -hmm. that's all i really knew and then to look up glida who got pregnant by the ghost (laughs) sorry i guess i shouldn't do spoilers but in the comic finding out that's wonder woman's daughter and are they going to acknowledge that at all in this world in this universe if they do so cool but man i'm so excited and i'm so happy that we are definitely getting a season two and they're working on it and there was nothing wasted yeah every extra every oh the episode with death Yes. Man, every extra, every little interaction, it meant something. Yeah. There's the, oh, and the period pieces, the ones that are back in time. and The man who cheats death. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wasn't that so much fun? Yes. <laughs> that, that may be my favorite episode. Uh-huh. It's so difficult. And then the diner episode. My gosh, that was like David Lynch and Clive Barker had a baby and they yes. did this episode. And watching that and seeing and from what we see as the audience, we have that opening scene. We meet all these people on the surface, picture perfect. Scratch the surface, we know this awful stuff is going on and they're denying themselves and they're lying to themselves. But then Dream comes in and says, that's okay. Yeah, they look like they're perfect. No, they're not perfect. And there's nothing wrong with not being perfect. And that, as gruesome as it was beautiful, 
Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm taking up way too much time. No, but you're I not. Could, I could just go for hours on Sandman. And yeah, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed this and I cannot wait for more. I, I'm going to well, gush over this just forever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And me also. Mm-hmm. Now, from what you were saying, mm-hmm. does that mean that you haven't had a chance to actually read the comics? No, I've never read. You've this, never read. Never read Sandman comics. I've read synopsises of Lucifer, his storyline, going to get his wings and his, what do they call them? Their items of power, what totems, yeah. When he was going to get his wings, no, I have not read or done anything as Sandman. I haven't even listened to the audiobook, and I want to do that because I've heard about how yes, the, amazingly the, wonderful the it is. The audiobooks are amazing. What's really great, about I'll say about the audiobooks, is that if you get the audiobooks and you have the comic in front of you, you it's almost like you can read along with it. Okay. Because, and like a record as a little kid where there was a jingle and you turn the page. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember those. Yes. I remember those. Now, I will say that the TV show, there are some changes, but they're, they're changes that I feel like serve the story better. For example, in the comic, you start out with Dream being captured. And yes. you don't know what in the heck's going on. You don't know who Dream is. You don't know who these people are. And so you get thrown in media res. And so you have no idea what's really going on here. And so you have to basically learn it in flashback. Okay. And they didn't do that in the TV show. I think it works better this way where you get to see how it happens. Mm-hmm. Although... Of course, you don't get a whole lot of front-loaded explanation. You don't really know who these people are. You do know their motivation. You get their motivation. and I want my kid back. I hate my current kid. That's what we got. (laughs) So you get that moment. And I will say, as someone who read the comic back in the day, and I have the first volume of the comics, Mm -hmm. if you want... Like 88, 89, what was that? Yeah, so around uh around that time. And uh, yeah, if you want to borrow mine, I'll Mm -hmm. let you borrow it. But what I really enjoyed about the TV show is, as a fan of the comics and realizing that for the longest time, Neil Gaiman said, you can't turn this into a TV show or movie. You just can't. And I don't think it is something you could turn into a movie. You could turn maybe into a series of movies. But what's really great about the comic and they were able to bring into the TV show is you don't have a really simple plot line going through. There's a lot of things going on. And you have things that that at the time may feel like they're diverting from the main story, but you're really not. Right, yes. Everything really does fit in. And so... I will say I disagree with you a little bit. I'm uh-huh. glad that this was one series. I'm glad they didn't split it and then stretch mm-hmm. it out a little bit. I'm glad that we get that feeling of the comic, that we get to have these diversions. Or the man who cheated death, yeah. had the diner, as you said. Yes, that's what gave me that monster of the week feeling. Like every second we know this guy is going to be the bad guy. Oh, no, his son's going to be the bad guy. Oh, no, the son's mother is going to be the bad guy. Yeah, these are the kind of yeah. things that are going on. <laughs> but what's, what's great about the whole show is all the characters organizations they're spot on done by incredible actors and the story just carries you all the way through for me i was thinking it's about eight o'clock i'll watch a few episodes you know (laughs) and then go to bed and watch maybe some more and then 3 30 in the morning hits and i'm like oh i'm done (laughs) i've watched (laughs) them all because the story just carries you along just like the comic and we get this perfect storm in neil gaiman who is somebody who is a good writer Mm -hmm. but he's also got this amazing intelligence and imagination and creativity to come up with a story this complex but this sublime and this nuanced as Mm -hmm. well 
And he's also had a lot of experience in television, so he knows what works in television and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And he was able to come up with a way to do Sandman on television that it worked. And I can see why he fought so hard to keep other people from getting their hands on it, because... It is a balancing act, and there are so many ways looking at this material that you could go astray. There are changes that you could make that would have gutted the show, and it would not have been as good as what we got from Netflix. And that's why I I dread seeing news about Netflix now. I'm like, I don't want them to go away at this point. I don't, because this is a great show, and I want season two. And especially with the way that they ended season one, I'm like... I know it's about to happen. Yeah. I know where they're going with this. Okay. Lucifer's plan. Oh my uh-huh. God, are they going to do this? Okay. Holy cow. This is going to be, oh, this is going to be crazy go nuts. Uh-huh. I cannot wait for a season two. And from what I understand, it has been greenlit. So I've hurry heard up. that they've started filming. So. Yeah. Yes, please hurry up and get this done <laughs> because I need this in my life. Yes. So I will assume that. You thought it was okay? Yeah, it was all right. But every single episode, we could spend an entire podcast on each episode. I would have no problem doing that. And I will say that it's not always the case that even a creator in a particular medium, an author of a book, sometimes they are not the best people to judge how this should be put out as a movie or a television show because it's a different medium. But Neil Gaiman understands both mediums. He understands the writing side of it. He understands the visual side of it from comics. But he also understands the television side of it. And so, really, he's one of those rare talents that, yeah, you can't do Sandman without Neil Gaiman. Absolutely. I love the fact that we got to see Sandman the way that Neil Gaiman would want us to see it, that he was involved with it, that he wrote for it, that he was producing for it, and the fact that things like Good Omens that gave him the cachet that people Mm -hmm. were willing to allow him to drive the bus. Yeah, okay, you do know what you're doing. You know what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and if anyone had any doubt that he didn't know what he was doing, Mm -hmm. there's Sandman, and... When do we get season two? I can't wait to see it. Right. (laughs) And so with that said, we come to the end of episode 160. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch podcast is a Hanging J production.